Good morning. It's good to be here with you this morning. Uh, this is not my normal expertise or gift that I, you know, I don't think so. Uh, but uh, Alex read from Psalm 111, uh, and that's where uh, my thoughts come from this morning. Uh, Back in uh, deer season in November, it was Friday the 13th, distinctly, in my Bible reading, it was Psalm 111. And I knew that I had to do this coming up. I've been sweating this. I've been staying awake at night. This is not uh, necessarily comfortable for me, but God's Word is God's Word, and that's what we're looking at. It's not about me, whether I'm comfortable or not. It's uh, what Psalm 111 has to say to us this morning. And when I, my personal reading, I read a lot from the Living Translation. And that's, that's what we're going to springboard off of. My teaching and training and growing up through childhood and teen years was all out of a Schofield Bible in the King James. So anything I have memorized, and when I'm looking for a verse that comes to mind, I go back to my Schofield King James. So bear with me. We'll jump back and forth a little bit. I've got verses to supplement these uh, from Psalm 111. And... Uh, I don't know, they've got a name for it now, ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder. I didn't know I had that growing up, but apparently it's partly still with me. I get easily distracted. I go through these verses and I might, I might think of a hymn, and then all of a sudden I'm thinking about that, and, I, and you know, I'm off on a tangent. Or, oh, go for a prayer walk, that's a wonderful idea. So I go out to the woods, I'm going to pray and walk and walk the trails. And Pretty soon I'm looking at the trees and how much lumber that would saw and, and something like that. And I'm clear up. I didn't even pray, I just went for a nice walk. So that gives you an idea of some of uh, where I come from. <clears throat> so join me in your Bibles, if you will, to Psalm 111. And we're just going to take this one verse at a time and just some thoughts that we can glean from that as we look at it. Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with His godly people. If I were to title what we talk about this morning, I would say, The God We Worship. And, uh, and praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with my whole heart. Um, notice it starts off with thanksgiving. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18 it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's God's will. We're thanking the Lord. That's God's will. We're in His will. Um, and wholeheartedly, not just, oh man, I'm going to be here on Sunday morning again. Oh well, well, we'll go anyway. No, that's not 
what this verse calls us to wholeheartedly. And our Lord in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, uh, he quoted from Deuteronomy 6, 5, Love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. All of you. Get into it, we might say. And worship the Lord with everything you have. And meeting with His people. Uh, here we are together this morning and... Uh, it is a joy to be here. And uh, in Hebrews 10.25, it tells us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but to exhort one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, I'm not so sure what day he was talking about there, but I think probably to exhort one another as the Lord's return keeps coming closer. It's closer now than it was yesterday. And we look at the signs of the times and the world we're in and all of the what's going on, and I can't help but think that the Lord would come at any time. And I believe in a rapture where God will call out His church. And when that's gone, that's the restraining force in this world. What's left? We'll just uh, leave it at that and go to verse 2. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord! All who delight in Him should ponder them. The deeds of the Lord. Think of all the things He's done. Uh, Here's a spot where a hymn comes to mind. The one, And Can It Be, is the title. And you come to the chorus and it says, Amazing love, how can it be that my God would die for me? What an amazing thought. You look at that's one of His deeds. He's redeeming His people. He sent His Son to die for us. That's just amazing. Uh, That verse now, it tells us, All who delight in Him should ponder them. Let's reflect and ponder on that. And I think of other things along those lines. We think of the past year, 2020, and most people, boy, I'm glad that one's over. Well, yeah, in a sense, but when we look at the deeds of the Lord, can you see anything in this past year that the Lord did? Did He answer a prayer for you? You know, I mean, we need to think about that. Instead of dwelling on, oh man, the the virus and the politics and the violence and all of that. Well, yeah, that was a bad deal. That's part of what we we've lived through. But we, do we see the God? Do we see God at work? Is He doing something on a grander, bigger scale, and we're missing it? And then on a personal level, has he answered a prayer for you in the past year? A circumstance beyond your control? Did he answer a prayer for you? Wow, ponder that. Think on those things. And it's amazing what the Lord does. Verse 3, Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. 
Do you see His glory and majesty in everything? It's pretty obvious, creation. We, we look around us or uh, anywhere you want to go in the world, we, we think of our national parks and our state parks and, and even in our own backyard, how the seasons work. Uh, covered with snow, the trees look like they're dead right now. And, you know, every spring so far, unless the one coming up will be different, uh, the trees will bud. The leaves will come out, the flowers will bloom, the fruit will come, and, and that cycle, it, it never fails. Uh, his glory and majesty, do you see God in that? Do you see His work in that? Um, I think of Psalm 96. I had these marked, and it's going to just flip real quick, and it didn't work out quite that way. Psalm 96, 8 and 9. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before Him all the earth. He never fails. He's... He's righteous and holy, and He deserves our worship for no other reason. He just deserves it. Verse 4. Who can forget the wonders He performs? How gracious and merciful is our Lord. The wonders He performs. We're just, we've already been talking about some of those things. And notice in that, who can forget them? We easily forget, and the older I get, the more I forget. It just, uh, <laughs> but let's not forget the wondrous works of the Lord. This this verse is is telling it that, you know, um, that He's gracious and He's merciful. Allow His grace and mercy to make a real impression in your life. Look for those things. Um, in his his grace, I think of Ephesians two eight and nine, for by grace you are saved, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And in Titus three five, talking about his mercy, not by works of righteousness which he has done, but according to his mercy he saved us. And so we, you know, allow that grace and mercy to make an impression in your life. And I, I go back to being eight years old and, and accepting Christ as my personal Savior. That made an impression. I can still, still think of that time over 60 years ago <laughs> when, when I knelt by that campfire and ask the Lord to be my Savior. And uh, that allow God's grace and mercy to make an impression in your life. Verse 5. He gives food to those who trust Him. He always remembers His covenant. God's a covenant maker. He can be trusted 
for certain he can be trusted. And a prime example of that is in Genesis chapter 9 in the story of the flood. In Genesis 9:11, God made a promise, made a covenant with Noah that he would never destroy mankind or the earth with a flood ever again. And he hasn't. You can trust him. And uh, along with that, in this verse, we see that he gives food to those who trust him. He's our provider. In Psalm 145, 15 and 16, it says, The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their food in due season. Thou openest thine hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. We see God as our provider. In Matthew chapter 6, familiar passage once again where Jesus talks about how he provides. And uh, he knows what we need. We can rest assured he knows what we need and provides those things. And every time we sit down for a meal, customary to thank the Lord for that food. He's the provider. Uh, He gave you the health and strength to work and have a job and get paid. He provides. The glory belongs to Him. Moving on to verse 6. He has shown His great power to His people by giving them the lands of other nations. We see where God is powerful. And we look to those stories and the story of the Exodus and how those plagues in Egypt, God showed His great power coming up to the time of Joshua and the city of Jericho and the walls falling down and all of those things, God displaying His power for His people. And uh, God gave them that land. And I know there's probably a little controversy about that. Oh, why did, you know, they just came in and took over that land that belonged to somebody else. Yeah, look at that a little closer. God judges sin, and those nations worshipped idols, and they were terribly immoral. Something for us to remember today that God judges sin. Expect nothing less today. God is holy, and He hates sin. Don't forget that. That's important. Verse 7. All he does is just and good, and all his commandments are trustworthy. He's just and good. His commandments are the scriptures, and they're honest and trustworthy. Look at Psalm 119. That whole that whole psalm. I was going to scare you and say we'll read the whole psalm, but we won't do that. It's the longest chapter in the Bible. 
but Psalm 119, 103 through 105. How sweet are thy words to my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Notice there that God's Word, being honest and trustworthy, it's sweet, it's the truth, and it's light. And just encourage you today to get into the Word. Pastor Alex mentioned a reading program. And uh, whatever it takes. I use a one-year Bible and I read the daily portion every day. It's just a a tool to do that. If left to my own random get in the Word, well, I might, I might not. This gives me a discipline. Like I said, I'm easily distracted. So, excuse me. But get into the Word. I just urge you to get into the Word every day. And uh, when we're looking... For the truth, we look around. The media is all over the place. You don't know what to believe or not believe, and you just name the topic, and you'll you can find information on one thing and one view, and you go over here and it's another more information, but it's a different view, and pretty soon you don't know what's right or wrong or where to turn. Get in God's word. That's where the truth is. Our Lord, before He went to the cross that night in the garden, in John chapter 17 and verse 17, He said He was praying to the Father and He said, Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy Word is truth. That's where we need to be. We're trusting Christ as our personal Savior. We need to know what He's saying. And what he wants. Get in the word. Verse 8. Verse 8 says, They are forever true to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. We can can trust his truth there in verse 7. And then verse 8 says, Obey. His truth is forever. Be faithful and honest. I think of these two verses and I got to going on a song again. An old hymn, Trust and Obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We think about obeying His Word. Psalm 119.42 Psalm 119, verse 142. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. And then also Psalm 100 and verse 5. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. God's Word 
His truth has eternal consequences. And we need to remember that. Verse 9. He's paid a full ransom for His people. He has guaranteed His covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name He has. He paid our ransom in full. Wow. That's reason to worship. We're going to come to the table this morning in a little bit. He paid our ransom in full. Some verses along those lines to reinforce our thinking here. 1 John and 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses from all sin. Notice in that verse 9, and we, we touched on it earlier, uh, that He's guaranteed His covenant with them forever. He's a covenant God. When He's forgiven your sin, it's, it's a lifelong commitment both on God's part and on our part. And uh, I think of Ephesians 1, verses 13 and 14 that seal the deal. Ephesians 1 is another one of my favorite places to go, listing all the things we have in Christ. We're rich. Maybe you didn't know it, but you're rich. Read Ephesians 1. But the guarantee that these things are true and and were His comes from uh, His work on that cross, in whom you also trusted. You've heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after you believed, You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise who's the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. That Holy Spirit being the guarantee of what God said is true and He will complete it. We will live in His presence eternally. And this guarantees that. He's put His Spirit in you. It's yours. You have it right now. Titus 2.14 Usually think of the previous verses, but, but in the work of what Jesus Christ has done, who gave Himself for us, that He might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto Himself a people of His own, Zealous of good works. The standard is very high. God is holy. In 1 Peter 1.16 it says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And that's also taken from Leviticus 11.44. The call is to holiness. And that's a very high standard. 
But he paid the ransom in full. He provided everything we need. Everything. He's our provider. And talk a little bit about our response here in chapter 10. Reverence for the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. The rewards of wisdom come to all who obey him. Praise his name forever. We think of the reverence. I think today we may become a little too casual to the Lord. Maybe that's my opinion, but I I think it's true. We don't realize sometimes the holiness of God himself. Perfection is what he requires to enter his presence. We are to revere and worship him with thanksgiving, like we started out with. Thankful for all he's done. So here in verse 10 talks about the reverence for the Lord. In the King James Version, and it's also in Proverbs 1.7, talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear. We think of fear being afraid and running for your life and, you know, that kind of context. Fear in, uh, in this context is a deep reverence, a deep respect. We come to the Lord not lightly, but in deep reverence and respect for all that he's done, all these things we've talked about and going through these verses. He deserves our worship. He deserves our respect because he's God. And then we see here, it's a foundation of true wisdom. That respect, that reverence for God, that's where we start. That's the foundation. It's the beginning. Only the beginning as we walk with Him. It's a growing experience. And we all should strive to know Him better through His Word. And uh, it tells us here too that there's rewards for obeying Him. And I think of some of those rewards. Peace, Romans 5, one. <clears throat> I should be able to quote it, but I can't. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can have peace with that holy God because of faith in Jesus Christ. And then 1 Peter 1.4, we look to eternity with that verse, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. That's an eternal, secure reward that we have. As we think of what we've gone through here now in these verses, we think of the past year, can we think of the deeds of the Lord, something that the Lord did in your own life in that past year, an answer to prayer or something. And now we look ahead for 2021. We don't know what will happen. 
it's hard to say. We can make some speculations and some guesses, but we don't really know. This last verse, the the fear of the Lord, the beginning of wisdom. God will give us the wisdom we need. May we pray that God would give us discernment in these days ahead to know how to act, to know in our decisions that we make. And not not for our own comfort, but how can we minister and help others through our church, through our individual interaction with people. There's a lot of need out there. And a lot of people worried, scared, don't know what to do. We've got the truth right here in God's Word. I don't have it, but God's Word has it. And we need to be in it. I'm reminded of all of this kind of together. A hymn that came to mind is uh, great as thy faithfulness. I'd like us to sing it if we can. It's number 139 in the hymnal. And as we do that, we're going to celebrate God paying our ransom for us. And those that are serving communion and Alex, if he would come. and But we're going to try to sing this. I, I, uh, I think we can do it. I'll, uh, I'll start as best I can and you follow along. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, Sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Joined with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, 
Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thy own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, the hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me.